Welcome to the So You're Ready to Date podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angie. And here's what we talk about all things dating, love, and relationships, and most importantly, having fun. Join us for practical advice for dating successfully on your terms. Welcome aboard and enjoy the ride. Welcome back to another episode of So You're Ready to Date, the podcast. This is kind of part two of uh, last week's episode. We're talking all about manifestation and how we can use that in our lives and in our relationships. Yes, we kind of focus more on dating, but this is actually something that can be used in any part of your life, any kind of relationships that you're cultivating. This is kind of Angie's sweet spot. So (laughs) she is really going to like throw all of her knowledge at us. And I'm going to pretend to be you, dear listener, and ask all of the good questions because I know some about this. I but I don't necessarily have the knowledge that Angie does about some of these things. She's phenomenal when she talks about this. And we were doing some before <laughs> we recorded and she just starts getting like all lit up and fired up and we should have probably been recording, but we'll get there. You'll get all of the good information. But we wanted to add to the conversation we had last week because this is a big topic. There is a lot to cover. And by all means, this is just part two of a multi-part series that <laughs> well, I'm sure throughout the seasons talk more about this, but there were some additional things that we wanted to touch on and we want to cover to make sure that you can get the experience and you can really start to use all of these tips, tools, and tricks to start attracting into your life all of the things that you want in your life. So we're talking about vibrations today, breaking out all of the really good, <laughs> the good language. Should I clarify? We are not talking about vibrators. We are talking about vibrations. <laughs> going to write that down for a future episode just so that we don't forget. <laughs> yes, vibrations which uh, hopefully you're vaguely aware of that. If not, by the end, you're going to feel like a a professional and you're going to know what you're doing. But we're going to talk more about something that is really important in the whole manifestation conversation is this kind of like matching vibrations energy. I'm sure you've heard plenty of people talk about. We talked about it a little bit last week when we were talking about the manifestation And I thought it was really important to dive back into that because change your story, change your state, change your life. That's quoting Tony Robbins. And then we're talking about how your thoughts cause your feelings, cause your actions, cause your results. That is also the state of your vibration because your thoughts are vibrations. Everything around us is energy. Every everything and energy has movement. And that includes all the matter, anything that you can see, touch, feel, the air that you're breathing, the thoughts that you're having, you are energy, the water that you're drinking, the parts of your body, it's all energy, it's all vibrating at a certain frequency. So when your thoughts are coming out, and they have a different frequency to them, the vibrational frequency is important. There, There's a vibrational frequency scale. And the lower the thoughts, when you're thinking shameful thoughts, or you're thinking guilt, or you're thinking depression or apathy, those are lower vibrational thoughts than love, joy, gratitude, happiness. And those are just different vibrational frequencies. So when you hear people say, think happy thoughts, it's unrealistic to think that you are going to be 
happy and joyful all the time. We are human and we are meant to have a full gamut of emotions and there are opposites for a reason. But the point of one is to know that there is an opposite and to be able to have the other. So the think happy thoughts is if you want to attract those good things in your life to have those higher vibrational frequencies, it is possible to be joyful even when you have something negative happen in your life. So you might have something sad happen in your life and you may have a sad event going on, but you may still be a joyful person and you may be able to take the positive takeaway out of that. And so when people are saying think happy thoughts, that's kind of the the path that they're leading you on so that you recognize that you have a choice of what to think about the events that you're going through in your life. So it's that idea of you're visiting the thoughts, you're not building a home there idea. There is that. And there's also the takeaway. Several years ago, and I don't even remember how long ago, this is just one example, and you could think of lots, but this is just the one that I can think of off the top of my head. Several years ago, and this also happened in recent history, but this was on the news. Several years ago, there was huge fires out in California and several homes were destroyed, such as been happening recently. But they had interviewed a bunch of people where the homes had been destroyed and just watching the differences in how people responded, right? You go interview one set of families and, oh, we lost everything. Poor us. Our home was destroyed. And your heart goes out to them because it's it's true. Their home was destroyed and you feel bad for them and you have empathy for that. And you interview another family and they're going through the same thing. They lost their home. They lost all of their stuff. But when they interviewed them, they're like, oh my gosh, we're so thankful. Everybody got out okay. Nobody was injured. All of our pets got out okay. It's just stuff we can rebuild. It's a matter of how you're looking at the events that happen to you. Because events are just events. It is the lens that we view them through as to whether they're good or bad, because the event itself is not good or bad. It is the perspective that we put on it. And the way that we view it is as to whether it is good or bad. It is a learning event and it is there to give us contrast. Okay. So how, yeah. It's all about interpretation, right? Yes. It's a neutral thing that happens. It's our interpretation of said event that either leads us to this is a positive thing or this is a negative thing or this is a somewhere in between kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Or I have a friend who has recently an acquaintance, uh, not a close friend, but an acquaintance, and I follow her on social media and she has recently and very unexpectedly lost her spouse. And one of the things that came about, it's a very sad event and she is going through a lot with it. But one of the things is that, right, we have moved away from funerals and gone into celebration of life. And her response to that and just watching her and following through that process and her inviting everybody and the way that she has been celebrating his life and honoring him and the way that she has been moving on with that and handling it is very different than what I have seen 
some other people who have gone through that process recently, right? We do these funerals and we do these closing rites and we have grievances for the dead versus this new process. And I'm just using her as as an example because she's going through it with this celebration of life. And it is a very different vibrational frequency when we're celebrating a life versus grieving for the loss. Because while that person is no longer here physically, energy cannot be created or destroyed. So I am not saying that there's not a hole. I am not saying that it's not sad. I'm not saying that you didn't lose your partner and that there is a big loss and that that's not what I'm saying. And so I'm not saying that there's not sadness there, but I am saying that there is a different energy in celebrating the life that they had and the life that they live and that you're taking a different energy and a different approach to it rather than putting a, a grievance on it. Um, and I don't, I don't want to lighten that, but I do want to say that there is a, there's a completely different feel to it and a completely different vibration to it that you can take away something different from it. And it's not like either or, right? It's not like you're either happy or sad, that you're allowed to have multiple experiences and emotions at the same time. So while yes, you can celebrate someone's life, it's not saying that you're not still not allowed to be sad. You can laugh when somebody shares a funny story and still be sad. So it's allowing that space to be able to have multiple emotions happening at the same time and knowing that yeah, you may choose to want to focus more on the happy, but it doesn't mean that you get to, you don't you can't acknowledge that there is sadness or anger or grief or any of these other like multitude of emotions. It's it's a complicated kind of messy soup sometimes. It is a messy soup. And the way to navigate through that is to continuously reach for a better feeling thought. You don't have to go from the bottom to the top. You don't have to go from, I am way, way down here at the low end of the spectrum. I am down here at depression and anger and whatever that is to joy and gratitude. You don't have to go that far. I had a coach, my life coach say to me once, you can't be hateful to, you can't be grateful for the lesson and hateful to the teacher. It doesn't work that way. And this was in a lesson that he was teaching uh, and the lesson that she had learned was in a very traumatic situation. And he was explaining the story and I don't, it, it's not really my story to repeat, but she had a very traumatic thing happen to her and she learned a lesson from it. And as such, she was able to prevent that from repeating with her daughter. And he had asked her, so would you trade that lesson? Would you give up your own experience if it meant that your daughter had to go through that? And she said, not in a million years. I'm so grateful that I had that experience so that she didn't have to. And at that moment, she had this realization, right? You can't be grateful for the lesson and hateful for to the teacher because what her daughter would have had to have gone through had she not gone through that. So it's a matter of perspective and how you look through it. If you're resenting something that you're going through, then you haven't let you learned the lesson that has come from it. So it's a matter of reaching for that next level of a thought. So you can constantly, it's just those little shifts. You don't have to go from, 
I hate this person to I love this person. I think one of the lessons when I was going through life coaching and they were talking about it and there was a story about a lady who had gotten a divorce and she was in this process of going through this forgiveness process. And she's like, well, if he doesn't get run over by a truck today, I hope he has a good day. And that was the start of her forgiveness, right? I want him to die, but if he doesn't die, I hope he has a good day. And and that for her was the next better feeling thought. She said, well, as long as he stays alive, I hope he has a good day. So that could be your next better feeling thought. What you're doing is recognizing that you have control over the thoughts that you think and the vibration that you're putting out. And so you're looking for that next one that's just a little bit better, that feels a little bit better, that feels a little bit more positive than the thought that you're thinking to retrain your brain so that you naturally reach for those positive thoughts and you're naturally in that more positive state more of the time. As you're talking about this, all I can think about is like, if you're thinking of your feelings as a ladder, you can't go from that bottom rung to the top rung in one step, right? You might be able to skip a rung or two, but realistically, you're not going from the bottom to the middle of the ladder in one step. So to think that you could go from shame and anger and depression way at the bottom to just like a switch, be like, oh, I'm happy, joyful, grateful for everything. Is it possible? I'm sure it probably is. But for like 99.9% of us, we need to like rung by rung, walk ourselves up that and out of that because it feels like setting yourself up for failure. You're like, well, so-and-so did that. So how come I can't just jump from this to this? Well, maybe you're just not ready for that. Maybe that's not what your path is just yet. And allowing your experience to be your experience and moving through and up and into those higher vibrational energies when you can, when you're ready, because maybe you're just not quite ready to be that close to the top yet. Yes, that is so 100% true. So you think about it. And one of the reasons to get a life coach is to help you move into a higher vibrational state. So you think about it like a thermostat and we all have an internal thermostatic setting. And let's think about it like that. So if you're set to 70 degrees, 70 degrees is your comfort zone. And maybe your thermostat fluctuates between 72 and 68, whatever that is, whether that's relationships, whether that's money, whether that's whatever area of life that is. So when you get up to that 72 mark, that's the higher your thermostat is set, the better your life is. So let's say you're you're creeping up and you're getting to 72 and your subconscious, your thoughts, your vibration all of a sudden says, wait, 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 that's too high. You can't go there. And so your subconscious is going to sabotage you because that's what our subconscious does. It is our thermostatic setting and it's going to push you back down and it's going to push you back down and it's going to hit about 68 and it's going to say, wait, 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 that's too low. Now we're getting cold. We can't do that either. And so it's going to keep you fluctuating between 68 and 72. And what we want to do is we want to raise our thermostat up to, let's say, 75. 
And so what we're doing with a life coach or what we're doing when we're talking about manifestation or what we're talking about writing these what if statements or when we're talking about affirmations is we're talking about pushing our thermostat. We're talking about pushing our temperature temporarily up to 75 and we get to 75 and we might stay there for an hour. We might stay there for a day. We might stay there for two minutes. We might stay there for three days. We might stay there for a month, whatever it is. And however long we stay there, we're pushing ourselves outside of our normally defined comfort zone before we go back down into our comfort zone. And that takes work. It takes mental effort to stay outside of our comfort zone. But our goal is to make 75 our new normal. So we constantly have to work at pushing ourselves up into that 75. So we constantly have to work at thinking those positive thoughts when we're forgetting to do that. We constantly have to work at reminding ourselves to love ourselves when we don't. We constantly have to work work at reminding ourselves that we're good at choosing good life partners when we don't. We constantly have to remind ourselves that we don't need to look for red flags in our relationships every time we turn around. We constantly have to remind ourselves that it's okay to let somebody else take care of us. We constantly have to remind ourselves to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone until that becomes our new comfort zone. And we're going to climb that ladder slowly one degree at a time as we reset our thermostat to that next degree higher, to that next degree higher as we climb up and create that life that we love for ourselves. And that's why it feels like we are constantly failing because we're pushing ourselves outside that comfort zone. We're getting to where we want to, but we've had our whole lives to build up to the comfort zone that we're currently in. We let ourselves go. We fall back down into our comfort zone. We need time and space to allow ourselves to redefine our comfort zone and to get comfortable at a new normal. And then we get to climb again and do the same thing over again. So how do we battle this fatigue? Because you're talking about all of this. And it's like, I constantly have to, I'm like, I am, not, I'm exhausted. And this is not even about me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, I understand that, you know, it's because we want something more, right? We want something better in our lives. There is a fatigue, I feel like that comes with getting outside of your comfort zone, even if it's five minutes, even if it's like two seconds. So how do we slowly build that muscle? Or how do we do this in a way that is sustainable? Because, gosh, I get that feeling of like, this is what I want to do. It's like January 1st feeling. We're like, I'm going to go gung ho. Yes, I'm going to the gym five days a week. Yes, I'm going to eat all my vegetables. And it'll work for a day or two. And then you're like, that comfort zone is looking really comfy. That snooze button is looking really good to not get up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. So how do we start to build this muscle, this skill set? so that it can be a sustainable way to start incrementally eking ourselves out of our comfort zone to that new higher vibration so that we start to align ourselves more fully with what we're really going after and not just being content in our comfort zone. There are a lot of different ways to do it. There are a lot of different ways to eat that frog, eat that elephant, whatever you want to say. One way you can do it is to pick one thing at a time, one small thing. It's if you want to get up an hour earlier, set your alarm for five minutes every month. And by the end of the year, you'll be up that whole hour earlier. You get to the top of the hill by taking baby steps, one thing at a time and don't overwhelm yourself. So Maybe it is the affirmations until you get comfortable with them and you do your affirmations and then you add on the next thing. 
consistency is important. So make sure that you're consistent with whatever you're doing and pick one small thing and do that. Maybe it is reframing your language. And like we were talking last week and using the up until now language and reframing the language that you're using. Maybe it is sitting down and journaling each night and doing a reflection. Maybe it is writing out your vision every day, but just being consistent and picking one thing. Maybe it is finding somebody who is able to support you and can check in and help hold you accountable that you feel accountable to that can help you be consistent in what you're doing so that you are not battling that fatigue, but that you feel like you're in it with somebody else. And that even when you don't feel like doing it anymore, you are still doing it because you know that it's taking you closer to that goal and that life that you want to live. Because there is a difference between willpower and will. And so if you have the will to get to the life that you want, having that accountability partner might be able to help hold you accountable to that. Uh, If you don't have it in your personal life, maybe being able to do that in professionally getting a life coach or a counselor or something like that, somebody on your side that way that can help hold you accountable or help you with that goal setting or getting somebody who can give you those big goals and help you break them down into actionable steps and taking those small steps would be some of the ways that I would start with that, whether that be, I know this is all about relationships, but whether that be relationships or any other area in your life, you can tackle them all the same way. The funny thing is that my boyfriend and I were having this conversation yesterday because we had both had a week, (laughs) just (laughs) been a week. And he, you know, out of the blue, he's like, I think we should every day when we check in, grade ourselves on how we felt our day went, how we felt like we got to our goals. Just kind of like, I just think we need that check-in because he has some very specific goals. I have some very specific goals. So it was just funny. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I rubbing off on this guy? (laughs) Where he's like, I think we just need to check in and kind of gauge how our day is going as we're getting (laughs) toward these goals. I'm like, I'm going to make a crystal man out of him yet. (laughs) So in talking about, thank you for that, because I think that's very actionable steps to be able to slowly start to build this. So my question is, since we are a relationship podcast, you start doing these things. What happens when you, the two of you aren't vibing vibrationally (laughs) at the way you did in the beginning, because one of you is changing and the other is not, or you're changing, but in very different ways. How do we start to approach this? You're up-leveling in a way that is probably really good for you, but what if it's not so good (laughs) for this relationship that maybe you've invested some time and energy in? You know, it, it depends on where you want the relationship to go. I mean, you've got options, right? There are ways to bring that relationship back around. And it really depends on what you want. Where are you at in the relationship? And what do you really want out of the relationship? Sometimes relationships cannot feel good because people are at a different space vibrationally. And they can come back together because the other partner can grow. And sometimes that happens with conversations. Sometimes that happens with intentions. Sometimes that happens with awareness. So 
for example, I have a personal familial relationship in my life where my vibrational frequency is very different than where that very important person is in my life. And it's not a relationship that I want to let go of. But what I had to recognize in that relationship was that she was never going to be where I was. So I had to accept her at where she was in her life and I had to choose to be okay with it or I could have chosen to separate because the only person I have control of is me. So I get to choose how I want to interact with that relationship and she gets to choose how she wants to interact with the relationship. And if we both choose to continue to interact with the relationship, that is great. And if one of us chooses to no longer interact with the relationship, then that relationship is going to change in one way or another. So you get to choose. You could choose to interact with that person at the level that they're at, or you can choose to continue to interact with the relationship where you're at, and it can be disharmonious. Or you can choose to no longer interact with that relationship. But ultimately, the thing that you get to be aware of because you're at a higher level of consciousness and a, and a higher vibration is that it's your choice. You get to choose because you get to choose your thoughts. And then manage expectations, right? You can't expect. <laughs> yes. You have to go into it knowing that, okay, this is how we interact. I can't get then get upset when they don't interact in the way that I'm really hoping if my good energy <laughs> rubs off on them that they're going to change. You can interact, but you also have to manage like any any expectations on how they are going to that they're going to change at all. They are who they are. And you luckily you get to accept them as they are. If you want them in your life, then that means that you are choosing to accept them as they are. So what would be if somebody's like, okay, I want to start implementing this. We're just going to talk dating since that's kind of how we started this whole manifestation conversation. What would be the, I don't want to say the best because I don't know that there's necessarily the best, but maybe what's the easiest first step that somebody can do to start maybe adjusting their vibration, maybe to start getting out of that comfort zone so that they are more in alignment with, you know, they've done the what if, and I want to attract this person. How do I start becoming more the person that I want to attract? So two things that I would say is write your what if person out as I am so happy and grateful now that I have found my partner who is and use those words. I am so happy and grateful now that I have found my partner who is. That is present tense and you are using approach goals. You do not want to say who is not. You do not want to say what your partner is not. You want to say what your partner is. So if it's something that you do not want in a partner, you want to not list that at all and you want to say what he is instead. So if you want a partner who does not travel for work, you want to talk about how your partner stays at home and works local. If you want a partner who is not poor, then you want to say that you have a partner who is financially free. If you have, if you want a partner who does not cheat, you want to talk about a partner who is faithful. So it's, you know, if you want a partner who is into polyamory or who is not monogamous, you want to talk about a partner who is polyamorous. So it is a matter of you want to talk about what your partner is, not what your partner is not. 
approach goals. So make sure that you write that, read it every single day. Make sure that you are reading it every day and make sure that when you read it, it's eliciting positive feelings. And then the next thing that I would recommend for that is make sure that you are the partner that you want to attract. Make sure that if you want that partner, that you are being that partner, right? Because if you want that partner, that partner is going to want that partner, right? Make sure that you are the partner that you would want to be. So those would be the two things. Are you demonstrating that you have the values and the qualities that you would want to find in a partner to make sure that you are attracting like and like because like energy and like vibrations attract like vibrations? Because we're not saying that you can't put that you want somebody who like hikes or goes kayaking and you don't currently do that. If you want to (laughs) become, there's plenty of space to open that up to be like, but I want somebody who does outdoorsy stuff. I don't do outdoorsy stuff. So how do I become that outdoorsy person? If that's for example. So I, you know, it's not saying that you can't put that on the list, but (laughs) if you are honestly going to attempt to be that person, then it shouldn't probably be on your list. I would say, right. (laughs) Very true. Very true. (laughs) So yeah, those would be some actionable steps. And if you have any more questions, obviously this is a topic that is big and there is lots to uncover, lots to fold back, lots of questions surrounding this. It sounds, I don't know, sometimes it sounds really simple and other times it sounds really big and really overwhelming as far as how it all works and how you can get better at it and how you can make that a part of your life and implemented in your life and how to make that work and, and how the attraction all works and the manifestation works. So if you have questions, drop us a line at so you're ready to date at gmail.com. We want to support you. We want to hold space for you. We want to help you with that. Love to talk about manifestation, vibration, and how that all works, the law of attraction, any of it, any of the woo-woo stuff, drop it, drop it into us. Let us let us hit on it. Let us help you out with it. And, and also, if you've tried it and it didn't go like you expected, or you tried it and you have further questions, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got to this point. What's next? Because maybe you got to this point. You're like, okay, that worked, but I, I need some more. Then please let us know. Drop a note in our, our email address is always linked in the show notes because that will help us figure out, okay, where do we, where are we going to talk about next? Because we're talking about manifestation again at some point. It's a guarantee. So, <laughs> so if there was something that wasn't clear, let us know and we will talk again. Or if there you have further questions about, okay, I got this far. I can't figure it out. We will gladly help you figure out the what's next. And we will see you next week.